morning, beautiful people. Good morning. Happy Thursday. I'm Babs Rose Ivy. This is Love Babs Love Talk. I don't know. I, I think my Wi-Fi is just janky. I don't know. I don't know what's happening. It's just slow and I don't know. I don't know what's happening. But we're not going to let that stop the show because I am on radio too. So, you know, if you're watching me on Facebook and social media and Twitter, hey! <laughs> and if you're listening to me on 103.5, like uh, Joey and Scully driving in somewhere, hey! Good morning. Um, you know, I went to bed last night. I hung out with some friends last night, which was amazing. Uh, I went to uh, see the U.S. Poet Laureate, uh, Ada Lamone, and uh, she was, she really was life changing. I I I, you know, I I'm a poet. I love poetry. I love hearing people read poetry well. And she's she can read her own poetry well, uh, and she read some poems that were just sublime. Oh, it just was like. I was just like a kid in a candy store. It was, I think my only criticism is at the Yale Art Gallery, it was too many damn people. It was just way too many people for my comfort zone. You know, I just don't like being squished in with all those people. Uh, but I, I, but I did enjoy it. Uh, I did enjoy it. And it was a wonderful, wonderful evening. Uh, Wynn had some uh, little light dinner with uh, a good friend and then ran up on uh, my other friends at Cave Vin because I hadn't been in there in a good while. And it was good. I was glad to see them. I was happy to see them. Uh, you know, uh, Tony and Linda, uh, you know, they got they got janky politics, but I dig them. So, you know, they're all right with me. So I had a good time. Uh, was hanging out with uh, the, with some artsy people <laughs> and and made some deals for people. <laughs> I don't know. I'd be out in these streets connecting people, boy. I, I, I need a shirt with a big C on it. Connector. Because I'd just be connecting people. I love it. 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 I had a good, it was a good time. It's like a time that, that's the kind of time I like to be having with, with friends and people and hanging out and stuff like that. It wasn't a terribly, it wasn't a late night, you know, it was, it was just good. But I, I had this realization this morning. I went to bed last night with something on my mind and I woke up this morning still a little weepy about it. And then I realized, and then I just, then I, <laughs> I just jumped into Rick James mode. You know, Rick James, when Rick James goes, I'm Rick James, bitch. <laughs> And, and for some reason, <laughs> it was like I was slapping myself to remind my own self, you know what? I am Babs Rawls Ivy. <laughs> From the house of Rawls Ivy, first of her kind, warrior woman. Are you kidding me? <laughs> and it just tickled my, it just tickled me to no end because I, I, I felt like I've been walking around like I forgot who I be, whose I am, where I'm from. And, and, and even almost at 60, you, you can, you can forget. Thank God it was just a momentary lapse in, in, in foolishness. I was like, wait a damn minute. <laughs> there is a reason why it says the fabulous perhaps Rolls Ivy. What? Girl. So I'm better now. <laughs> 
oh, oh my God, I'm so much better. I was in this bubble and I was like, the hell? And then I had to just remind myself, not Babs Rolls Ivy, bitch. I don't know if I can say bitch. Can I say bitch, Harry? Good morning, Harry Jones. Good morning, Paul Bass. Paul Bass is out there, I'm sure, scouring these cold streets of New Haven for word on the street. And I don't know if he could top yesterday's word on the street because it was, I was sitting sitting here watching, like I'm watching a documentary, like I'm just watching. I'm like, this is my show, but I'm like, I'm just watching. It was great. So I don't know who you're going to get today. I don't know who you're going to top today at. Paul, because that was that was some amazing conversation yesterday, you know, and I and I wasn't even having it. I was just watching it. So but but all is well. I did my auntie duty this morning. I dropped off Sienna to school. I did it yesterday and I did it today. Woo child, these days, these 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 drop drop off days. When I was a young mother, it was drop off wars. <laughs> you had to fight for a position and jockey in. Now they're all like civilized and orderly. There's no fun in that. <laughs> I get in the carpool lane. I'm like, I drop her off. They come to the car to get her out. You know, when, in my day, we had to get, I had to get my kids out. I had to get all their book bags out. I had to walk them to their door to the, oh my God, it was a whole thing. Now you just drive to the carpool, carpool, you know, half circle you pull up they, and there's a bunch of people out there guide you and all this other kind of stuff you know they shush you and show you slow you down i was like all right so this is this is a different day Ooh, this is no fun you mommies don't have no fun out here in these streets i'm telling you i used to we used to smack talk each other and jockey for position and <laughs> that was all nice and easy y'all have a soft life these mommies <laughs> Mommies have a soft life. <laughs> no, it's not too early, Paul. Come on, come on. Come on in. Come on in. The water is fine. So yeah, I'm just I'm just letting you know. So yeah, so I, I dropped Sienna off. I think I got a couple of more days uh of, of, of auntie duty sporadically. I think they're sporadic. Yes, I got Tuesday, 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 Wednesday, third. Oh, so I'm on next week, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Okay, I got you. I got you, baby girl. So I get over there too. I'm like, huh? I'm getting the hang of it. She, she didn't say. Sienna didn't tell me today. Uh, you act like you didn't know what you was doing. Although she was concerned. <laughs> I think she really wants me to follow the rules of the road. <laughs> you know, there's a whole protocol with this thing. I was like, okay, you mommies. I'm not the mommy. All right, word on the street is coming to us right now. Hey, Paul. How you doing, Babs? Good morning. Sounds like you had a fun night last night. With oh, the my God. Paul, New Haven is a fun town. <laughs> well, you know, there are, I, I think you and I agree there are many forms of poetry, right? Yes. Well, I think part of the poetry sometimes is what we do with our food and our dirt. Oh. And that's the word on the street this morning on Springside Avenue. I'm here with Chandra at the compost bins of Common Ground High School. You've heard that place, right, Bev? I know that place. <laughs> Good morning, Chandra. Thanks for taking time out. Good morning, 
morning. Good morning, Paul and Babs. Thank you for being here. Now, Babs, you know, it's kind of cold out here, but it's not cold in the compost pile. What, how about, what's the temperature, Chandra? At the center of our pile, we have 160 degrees. I what? Think, yeah, 160 degrees Fahrenheit, which is great. That's a great temperature. You know, our target range is 120 to 165. And that's poked deep into the pile, right? It is, yeah. Because there's steam coming out of here, and I don't see any secret heating coils. I see like, I see grapefruit rinds, I see sticks, I see um, orange and like clementine peels, sausage, sausage, yeah. like sausage, sausage, like sausage, sausage. I thought you're not supposed to put meat in a compost pile. Our pile is big enough and hot enough that we can take meat and dairy. It could exactly. break down. Yeah. That's the other thing I always worried about dairy because my wife and I aren't quite sure what to do. Like I'm a vegan, but she has occasional dairy, and we sometimes put cheese in the pile but i wonder if we're screwing up the compost pile because the dairy won't break down i wouldn't do it in a backyard compost heap uh the temperatures don't get high enough um, but in a system this large you can totally do dairy so what's the word on the street today what are you doing on springside avenue in the in the warm toasty now are you warm i am so warm you're warm being in the pile we still got your gloves though <laughs> but so if it's 160 in the pile how long how hot do you think it is on top of the pile Take the temperature a little bit higher up. This is about you know, two feet down. Mm -hmm. I can kind of take the temperature a little bit higher up. And it's going to be quite a bit cooler. But there's still, like you said, that steam is coming off. And the emanating temperature is quite a bit warmer. I see a few degrees warmer in here. So, Shandra, what are you doing today? Why are you in the compost pile besides the fact that our nosy reporter was coming around? So we process twice a week. And it's always a really good idea to take temperatures on the pile because it tells us a lot of about how well our recipe is doing because it's not just us it's the compost operators that are performing the composting process it's actually the microorganisms mm -hmm. and the microorganisms oh we lost the sound lost the sound okay okay there I know you we go. don't have great uh, i hear you now. now yeah can you hear me now yeah you can talk a little louder so can i take a step back Chandra? I don't know that everybody knows what a cool place this is. So Congress High School is a high school. And Babs, you can hear us? Yes. Okay. Congress High School is an environmental feat. It's one of the coolest places on earth, not just New Haven. And part of what you do here is you have these big compost piles where you bring food scraps from whom? All over town? Or? Okay, we can't hear her. Hey, I think, can you come a little closer? I'm sorry, Congress. So your food scraps come from a lot of places, including high school cafeteria. Yeah, high school cafeteria. Uh, it also comes from the community. So we have a free drop-off bin where community members can drop off anything they want. And then we also get our food scraps from Fields and Wheels, the grocery store you see, the, the collections that they take. Um, you can find it through. You familiar with Fields and Wheels? Babs, can you hear me? I can hear you now. Oh, You're yeah. fading in and out. It's said peels and, wheels. And, peels and wheels. Peels and wheels is this cool operation where some guy rides around town with a bike and then people give him their compost from their house. And what Shandra just told us is one place he brings your food scraps is here where they put it in the big compost bin. So yesterday they got a delivery. Where did it come from, Shandra? So our deliveries come from the surrounding neighborhoods, uh, I believe West Rock and Westville. So people drop it off and your cafeteria. And our cafeteria. And I apologize about the tech, Babs. Can you hear us now? Yes. Okay. So yesterday you got delivery. How much? 
Oh, that's a great question. Um, I haven't checked the numbers, but from our cafeteria, it was 120 pounds in the ballpark of 120 pounds. And then from Heels and Wheels, when we get a drop off, it's usually about 300 pounds. So wow. yesterday you got hundreds of pounds yep. of our leftover food waste. Yep. And, and since the Green Jobs Corps students started processing with us um, this uh, spring, a few months ago, we've composted 40,000 pounds of food waste with them. Whoa. Yeah. So what's the green? Uh, can you hear that, Babs? Yes. I keep checking just to make sure you're in on the conversation. Mm -hmm. What is the Green Jobs Corps? Green Jobs Corps is an opportunity for high school students to get environmental uh, experience, like in the environmental field. Um, and so they, we have multiple Green Jobs Corps opportunities here at Common Ground, and there's also ones in other parts of New Haven, like with Urban Resource Initiative. Um, and so we have a compost crew of high school leaders, four students, three of them are ninth graders, one is a 10th grader. And they come out here every Wednesday with me for about two hours and we process all that compost together. Now, what happens in the end with all this food? With all this food, after several months of curing and breaking down, it turns into really rich compost for our soil. And it goes onto our, our urban farm uh, for us to make new, delicious, nutrient-rich vegetables. And what do you grow there? We grow all sorts of stuff. And our farm director, might be able to speak more to well that. i know that you i know that for instance claire's gets what is it squash from you and tomatoes no they don't um, most uh, of our produce goes to our cafeteria and our student family so it goes back yep. yeah what a great cycle so today the word on the street today is you were taking the temperature to see how hot it is yep. and it was 160 which is even higher than your goal yeah 131 is our goal is 160 even better because it breaks the food down more it's great two feet down Two feet down, right in the back. Babs, you still hearing us? Yes. Okay. So now why are you taking that temperature this morning, Chandra? And I'm sorry I'm yelling. I want to make sure Babs hears oh, it. Oh, great. It's no problem. <laughs> that temperature tells us that we are doing everything that we need to be doing to make sure that our microorganisms have the food, air, and water they need to break down all this food waste. And the reason you take it today is yesterday you made a whole new pile. Mm -hmm. You brought those hundreds of pounds of food waste yesterday. Yep. And you mixed it in with what? Leaves and dirt? So we do a two to one ratio of what we call browns and greens. Food waste represents most of the greens and we mix it with wood chips, uh, animal muck from our animals here at the farm, farm waste, and leaves, and even compostable cups from events that we've had. And where do you get the first part of that? The wood chips? Yeah, and, and, the, and the dirt. The wood chips and leaves are dropped off by local landscaping companies for free because otherwise they would have to pay to dispose of that. So we would get to recycle all those wood chips and leaves that would otherwise go to land. So okay, so Babs, you can hear, right? Yes. So I hope you don't mind. I'm getting a little bit in the hippy dippy universe here. I just no, can't, believe how I can't believe how beautiful it is that landscapers who are doing people's lawns, that's a whole other issue, but they have all this extra stuff and instead of it, they're bringing it here to help get the food that the kids were eating, the scraps from their cafeteria. It's unbelievable. <laughs> And then they get it all mixed back so it can be used again as rich soil to grow the food that they and their families are going to eat again. I mean, can you imagine if we lived in a world that was all like that, where we found ways to have everything work together so we have a, a cleaner planet and a healthier planet and healthier food rather than just polluting and letting stuff pile up and put junk in our bodies? I mean, Chandra, I think you're up to something beautiful here with this temperature taken. <laughs> but like, that was my just wax for Why do you do it? Why are you here this morning? Why do you care about this? Oh my gosh, they call it the cult of composting. The cult.
this. You break. You broken it. Something's happening. Oh boy, what is that? I don't know about cults, Kim. Um, some people are not. You hear me? Yes. Okay. So, the, tell us about the cult of contact. Compost. compost. Right. So, um, I started composting on this scale only this summer, and I'm already, you know. Uh, I'm standing in a very large compost pile right now. So I'm literally just like ears in compost. Once you start composting, it just really sucks you in and you get really passionate about it. And like everything you were saying is so true. It's really important work. And I'm really, really thrilled to be here. So what about today? Now that you've taken the temperature, what do you do next? Uh, we let the, the pile rest and we start the process all over again. What are you going to do the rest of the day? The rest of the day, I am going to be helping promote uh, the Rock to Rock event uh, that we'll that we do citywide. Another one, another beautiful thing that grew up over the years. We ride our bikes. If you don't ride your bikes a lot, you take a little kid ride or a short ride. If you're heavy duty spandex person, you go 20 miles up and down all these rocks. <laughs> yeah, you can hike, bike, and even if you can't hike or bike, you can spread the word or donate um, and let people know about Rock to Rock. And what's your role there? Um, right now, I'm just helping our development team with some of the promotional stuff. Um, and then I'm also going to participate in Rock to Rock this year for the first time. And why do you do it? Uh, all those beautiful things that you said about, you know, supporting the environment, supporting food justice. And also like the way we do our everyday stuff. Yeah. So for composting, it's like we eat. Yep. Right. We got to eat. Yep. We need the fuel, but we could eat and grow our food and reuse the scraps mm -hmm. in a way that keeps the cycle going without polluting, right. makes us healthy. Same way with getting places yep. or getting exercise or going from point A to B. We can bike. I'm getting a little older. I'm not biking this weather anymore. I used to, but you know, I usually walk today and then. But but so you're biking around. You're helping others bike around, and it makes it a, a better world. Yep. And I think if we care about what where our waste goes, just as much as what we put in our bodies, you know, it, I think it's going to shift things in a much better direction. Well, shifting well here at 160 or 160 degrees, Babs, here on Springside Avenue. You thought you thought it was cold out. I'll bet you're inside <laughs> with the heater going. Johns has got nothing of the sort. Johns, thanks for coming on Love Babs, Love Talk, Word on the Street today. And keep up the great work. Oh, absolutely. Thanks, Colin Babs. Okay, Thank Babs. Thank you. Good back to see to you. you. Spring that's, that's my school. That's my school, Common Ground High School. That's where I my 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 kids went, and that's where I served on the board for a few years, and chaired the board for a few years, and raised money for a few years. So hey, listen, there are people out here doing this environmental thing, trying to save the planet. And you know what? Those people out there saving that planet, we all benefit. <laughs> Even the people who don't give a damn about the planet will benefit. <laughs> That's you know, this is what I always say. Listen, if you're not out there doing your part to make the world a better place, there are people out there who are trying to make the world a better place and are doing it. And we all benefit from those efforts. Even the people who don't do a damn thing to help, they benefit from the efforts. They benefit. You benefit. You benefit from the work of others. Can you imagine? So high five, common ground. <laughs> I appreciate you. I appreciate you greatly. Save the earth because somebody's got to be out here doing it. It's a, it's a, it's a noble, it's a noble endeavor and it's the right thing to do. It is absolutely the right thing to do. So, so I'm very happy. Thank you. Thank you, Paul Beasy. That was a good one. It is Thursday, Thursday. So they've already put the warnings out for the weather, for the weekend, for the weather, for the weather.
Um, oh, I'm trying to get everything I need to done done today. So I'm not out there tomorrow traipsing around, but I think I will be out there traipsing, traipsing around because I got a bunch of things scheduled for tomorrow. I got a meeting and then I got a lunch. And then after that, I'm pretty, pretty free. And then Saturday, I just have Saturday Academy. Uh, so I don't really have to be in these streets. Uh, what I need to do is just go to the store, pick up a few things so that when I'm in the house, I don't gotta, I don't gotta be messing around outside on Saturday. You know, I got eggs. So now I might, I might, uh, I might uh, get some waffles or something or some pancake mix and make some pancakes, you know, because I, I haven't had pancakes in a long time. I really like pancakes. <laughs> I really do. I haven't, I haven't had pancakes in a long time, but I love pancakes. Uh, and so I, if I want them, I have to make them myself because, you know, I have to have them without milk and butter and all that stuff. Unless I go to Claire's and they have vegan pancakes. Uh, so, but other than that, I'm good. So I'm, I'm, I'm good. I'm good. I probably should try to run to like, I've not been to Whole Foods. And that's, that's the place I like to go when I want to see like all the products that I see on Facebook, all the vegan products. I go to Whole Foods or Trader Joe's. I prefer Whole Foods because I like the experience of Whole Foods. I don't really like the reality of Whole Foods, but I like the experience of Whole Foods. Um, because it's just an easier place for me to, it's just nicer. <laughs> it's not Wegmans. I love me some Wegmans. We have a Wegmans, you know, so I got to go. I mean, a push comes to shove, I go to Edge of the Woods, which is always a bet, a good standby. It's always, it's it's right there. It's, 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 they carry as much as they can carry. They always have fruits and vegetables and all the stuff. And so, you know, so I'm I'm not without options. I'm just saying, if I want to do extra, and sometimes I'm extra, sometimes I want to do extra, you know, uh, sometimes I want to do extra. So that's what I'll do. So I'm feeling pretty good this morning. Like I, I feel really, really good. <laughs> I just, you know, I just feel like I've been a fool for like a couple of weeks. <laughs> I feel like I've just been a fool and I, and I, and it just tickles me how foolish I have been about so many things. <laughs> I feel better. I'm like, I'm like, what the hell is wrong with me? I don't, God knows. I, uh, you know, anyway, uh, uh, all is well, all is well. You know, I can't complain about damn thing. I tell you what, I'm meeting with my my uh, my uh, my access to Yale coach today, and uh, and um, she is going to uh, she's going to put me on a schedule. <laughs> I know it. Today's going to be she's going to put me on a schedule how to tackle this this LSAT for the remainder of the year because I sit for it in June, and uh, oh, and it really is about time about putting in the time. And I've not mastered that yet, you know, doing too many things. So this is where it ends for me. Like today is it. I'm, I'm going up to uh, Fairfield to check out an exhibit. Uh, and then that's it. <laughs> then I got, I got to tighten up. I got to do the tighten up. I got to do the tighten up because I'm not going to get into law school. I mean, I could get into law school, 
like they tell you, like you're going to get in law school. But the law schools that I want to get into, I have to do well enough so I can get in. And I need to get in. I need to do well enough so that I don't pay for this because I don't have any money. And I'm a felon, so I can't. There's no money for, for people like me. So I've got to, uh, I've got to, I've got to dust off this brain and like get it in. <laughs> oh, we shall see. We shall see the road, the road, the road ahead. But, you know, it's good. It's good. It's good. So, so I've got to, uh, I've got to batten down my social life a little bit more because I, I'm still in these streets doing too many things, <sighs> you know, that's all right. But, you know, I, I'm a, I'm a, I'm gonna do what I can, when I can, how I can, we're going to get it, we're going to get it together. And, uh, I'm a, I'm gonna be good at this. So anyway, I saw, uh, Ada Lamone yesterday and, uh, Boy, she just, it was just beautiful. I, I, I'm going to tell Laura, I want all the books. <laughs> I want all the books. I want all the books. I want all the books. You know, she read a poem. Uh, she read a poem about her stepmother. Her stepmother's name is, I'm trying to find this thing because I really, I really want to go, go into it. Now I I feel like I really uh I really want to go into it and I can't seem to uh you know I'm looking for you know she's got the book called The Hurting Kind and uh The Carrying and Bright Dead Things and Lucky Wreck Sharks in the Rivers The Big Fake World I think I read these I think I read the titles of these at the early part of the week when I knew I was going to this. And uh and uh I'm just trying to just trying to uh put my hands on it. And then somebody told me she and I, I think I was listening listen when she, I was listening to her she was talking about um during the pandemic they created this thing where they would send poems around to each other. And I think I got in that thread somehow. You know, I was sending poems about from black folks. Um, and she's Mexican, Mexican American. Uh, but I, I, uh, somebody was telling me that you could, on her site or her website, you could sign up and you could hear her read poetry. I think it's called the Slow Something or other. And I got to put my hands on that because that would be, uh, that would be lovely to do. Like that would, you know. I would do that. I would absolutely do that. And uh, so I'm just trying to, uh, just trying to find uh, all the poems. <laughs> she was so good. I can't, I can't make heads, heads and tails of, of this, uh, of this website because it doesn't let me click on a poem. It just, well, maybe it does. Oh, okay. Oh yeah, it does. That's not the one I want. I wanted the one that I heard. Um, even though this is Black History Month, I'll get to it. And uh, and you know, Mexicans have African in them, so I'm good with that. <laughs> I'm good with that. I, I feel like I'm keeping in uh, I'm keeping in line with uh, I'm keeping in line with the culture and the heritage and the moment. 
you know, uh, you know, it's a good time. It's a really good time. I, I like Ife's new boyfriend. I like him a lot. I like him. He seems quite, a, he seems like a good boyfriend. You know what I mean? Like he seems like a boyfriend. You know, there's some men who are not boyfriend material. No matter how, how much you love them up, how much you pour into them, some of them are just not boyfriends. He's a good boyfriend. I, I think he's a good boyfriend, you know? And, and I like boyfriends that like your friends, right? Because you can't have a boyfriend that doesn't like your friends. Or you have a boyfriend who standoffish from your friends. I don't, men like that are controlling and assholes. I don't, I don't go for that. I like men who like your friends, you know? So he does, he does. So, and, uh, and he's got, he's got a, He's got a, a, a hospitable personality, which is nice. I have a hospitable personality. So when I see hospitable people, it's like I meet my, it's like I'm running into my people. Do you know what I mean? I'm hospitable. So when I meet hospitable people, it's my tribe. Because <laughs> I like how I love, I just, I'm hospitable. So I like that about people. I like that about people. So, uh, and I'm, I'm, I like people who are, who know how to make people feel welcome and, and at home, you know, and, uh, and safe. That's a, that's a big deal. That is a really big deal. Okay. What's in the chat? Is there something in the chat? Now I got to click on the chat. Let me click on the chat. It might be something. Oh, are we still saying boyfriend? <laughs> man, man, friend sounds frisky, but time to upgrade from that boyfriend tech. I, I think it's Harry. I think boyfriend is just ingrained. I, I don't think you, I don't think we're ever going to get rid of that. I mean, I, I think you could be 80 years old and be a boyfriend. I don't, I don't, I don't think we're going to get rid of it. Just like we're not going to get girl. We're not going to get rid of it. We just, I don't know. I don't know what to say about that. You know? As someone who has had boyfriends all their lives, you know, I don't know. So I, you either have a boyfriend, a fiance, or and a husband. I don't. <laughs> I don't know what else. I don't know. I don't know. Think of some words, Harry. I don't. Man, friend just sounds shady. <laughs> it's my. He's my man friend. Just sounds shady, and I guess maybe because we're just not used to it. We're just not used to saying man friend. I don't know. And friend sounds too too casual. Although I'm one of these people that is that that wholly believes in elevating friend, because friend to me is 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 sacred and holy, and we we don't put enough importance on friend, you know. Um, that's that's where I'm at on that part, you know. So what I you know what I do what I call people I just call people my great loves. I just say that all the time. I introduce people as, well, this is my great love, Markeisha. This is my great love, Ife. This is my great love, Sarah. That's how, that, and I do, and they know. They'll tell you, I do that. I say that. You know, I'm like, this is my great love, Harry. <laughs> I mean, that's just, you know, you know I, I've been thinking a lot about how we, how we come to relationships and all the things that we need in our lives to make us 
whole and happy and better people, you know, all the relationships that we hold sacred, you know, and, and people should have different relationships for different things. I don't think one person can serve all your needs. And I think that's unfair and unjust to put that on one person. Yes, you can have a spouse that you love and you share and they're your best friend, but then you should have other people that you know that you have a relationship with too, friends that you talk, talk about things with, not maybe everything. I mean, I have, I have, all kinds of friends that do all kinds of things, right? I have friends who I talk to who I only talk to because they live so far away or they live in another country, but we're still friends. I have friends that, you know, that I run around with in town. I have friends that I kick it with doing other things. I have friends, you know, so I have lots of friends. <laughs> now, my, my, my ride or thrive friends, the ones that hold me down, keep me whole, you know, uh, you know, will wipe the snot from my nose if I need it. Uh, you know, like that's that's my that's my that's my 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 click right there. That's my ocean. You know, I swim with them. You know, I told somebody the other day. I was like, I I I only know two kinds of people, and I don't have any enemies. If somebody thinks that they're my enemy, they can have that mess. I don't have any enemies. I have two kinds of people, people I F with and people I don't F with. <laughs> That's what it is. People I F with, people I don't F with. Y'all know. <laughs> Y'all know. That's how I get down. But listen, I'm, listen, I just feel so good this morning. I, I just feel like I woke up out of, I feel like Sleeping Beauty. I feel like Sleeping Beauty was slept, was in a coma and I woke up. I, I was in a coma. I was in a damn coma. <laughs> and no shame and no disrespect to people who are in actual comas. I have been in an actual coma in my life twice. Been in an actual coma where they had to put, and I was put in a coma and I fell into a coma. So no shade and no disrespect. What I'm saying is, you know, I was lamenting some stuff and I just, it just, I just woke up this morning. I was in Rick James mode. I just lifted it off. I was like, it was like somebody cleaned the windows. It's like, what the hell? You know, it was nice. I mean, I had to go there. It was nice to, and I said, what did I, I, it was nice. It was nice to sort of touch on some jealousy. It was nice to touch on a heartbreak. It was, it was, it, it really was because it's been a long time since I had that. And, 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 and it was nice to sort of be annoyed with someone for not, for, for not centering me in their, in their story. Yeah, because that's really what that was for me, that I, I felt like I wasn't centered in their story. But I think that's just a possessive thing. That's just a Taurus possessive thing. And I'm over it. <laughs> I don't. I don't regret that. I. I actually appreciate that I had opportunity to be jealous and to have my heart broken and to. And, and it wasn't even really broken. Really, it was like chit. I don't even know. I don't think broken is the right word. Um, I think getting divorced was a was a real heartbreak. This was not a divorce. This was just. I wasn't centered in somebody's story and I felt some kind of way about it. <laughs> and, that, and now I'm over it. <laughs> now I'm over it. Now I'm like, all right, okay, 
bitch, you done centered yourself in somebody's story and 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 now somebody else is centered in their story and you're still in the story, but you're not the center of the story. And you move on. So I <laughs> when I tell you I feel light, <laughs> I don't know why I was lamenting this in the first place, but it was necessary, necessary, necessary. So thank you to the universe <laughs> for giving me pause, for giving me pause, because I, I needed, I needed to be reminded of who I am and whose I am. And it's all, that's always a good thing. So, so I, I never was angry and I never was whatever. I think, yeah, I, I worked it out. I've worked it out. I've come full circle. So that's good. So now I got to sit at myself because when I meet my coaches, I know she's going to give me some tasks. And then we start the one-on-one -on -one tutoring Ooh, next week. Like we are in it. So I've got to buckle down. So let me tell you something, New Haven. I'm not coming to your parties. I'm not coming to your events. I'm not showing up. I'm on a mission from God. <laughs> so I, I got work to do. I got work, baby. I got a job, baby. <laughs> I got work to do. So I'm just saying, let me get into it. Hey, Harry. <laughs> I, I got to jump in real quick. <laughs> Uh, oh look it's a hairy sighting <laughs> so i mean if you're not gonna be partying i know how are people gonna live vicariously through <laughs> the, the love babs instagram and <laughs> harry you know everybody gotta be on a everybody should take a sabbatical every now and again like people should have a fast for me right like you should <laughs> you should have a you should have a real fast from from Babs Rolls Ivy. Because you, you know, you you're able to go, man. I, know. I wonder what, you know, New New Haven is so much fun. You know, <laughs> I want to experience it, but nah, but let me go see what Babs is doing. <laughs> you know, and go, oh yeah, you see, I knew it was fun, but not experiencing it yourself, but living it through you, you know. You know, Harry. Do you know how many people run up on me and say exactly That's what, what you just said? <laughs> so it's going to be like, oh, no. no wait, they go one better, Harry. They go, ooh, watching Instagram makes me tired. <laughs> like, I don't know how you do it, girl. I don't know how you do it. It's like, because I love it. Like, tonight I'm going up to Fear Food, Harry, for an uh, uh, art exhibit and reception. And I'm not driving, so that's even nicer. So, you know, um, for some reason, I feel short today. I don't know why. But let me, let me lower my camera. Um, that, that could be it. <laughs> so I, this morning when I was driving in, I was listening to another radio station. Ooh, uh oh, didn't do that. Right? But anyway, and they were talking about relationships and you talk about deep relationships and um, your friends, great loves and all that. And, you know. What's interesting, what they were talking about is that men are lonelier as they age than women. Yeah. Yeah. Because as we age, we men tend to isolate more. And women dig deeper into their relationships. Yeah. 
right? So, and even our our friends are different, right? Our relationships with our friends, like if men get together on a Sunday to watch football or something, they never, <laughs> which is, I, I can guarantee this, they never look into each other's eyes and have deep conversations. And you know, Harry, I just had this conversation with Andrew because he has a friend that's standing at his house who's going through a divorce. So I said, well, are you talking to him about it? He's like, no. <laughs> yeah. You know, so we'll we'll be in the room and, and feel like this is enough camaraderie, right? So, yes. <laughs> you know, so it's like and you never turn to each other and have deep relationships, whereas women, they get together and they share their ups and their downs and everything. They they get to get a lot of, of what they're feeling off their chest with their friends. And men, I'm going to say, I can't talk for all men, but I'm going to say probably 85% of the men don't ever, even with your best boys, it's like, you don't stop and look at each other's eyes and say, man, you know, this. I'm feeling this. You know, so it it's, it's interesting. It was making me think. I'm like, wow, I have some really good friends that I never have sat down in and told them all the turmoil that I've gone through, you know, emotionally, because I would think it would make me look weak to my mm. friends. So, it, you know, it's interesting how you say great loves and everything. And I know you mean it because you would, you're the <laughs> type of person who's going to look into your eyes and have a conversation. <laughs> and I'm like, and you know, if my friend one day if we're sitting in the living room watching football and all of a sudden my friends start crying <laughs> and sharing, I'm going to be like, oh, I can't invite him back. <laughs> oh, he just made me feel uncomfortable. <laughs> so you know me. Even, yeah. oh. <laughs> I, I like myself in the studio once. <laughs> and And ladies and gentlemen, that's how men operate in the world. <laughs> and, but it's it is a sad thing, right? So we do tend to isolate and and ponder all our faults in life with ourselves, you know. And we we even with our families, we we try to draw, we try to focus on them in later the later stages of our life. But but since we've never learned how to express you know, how, how we feel and stuff. We, we tend to isolate from even those we want to be close to. So, mm -hmm. yeah, that's true. That is very true. That's messed up. How, we, how do we change this? I, you know, I, I don't know if I wanted to change it. <laughs> Harry, you know how it starts that you share something with your friend. It's not painful, Harry. You're not being dragged over rocks and glass. We do. We share our our support for our teams, and you know, and. Well, do you encourage each other to get health checkups? Do you encourage each other to like take care of yourself? Like, do you say, "Hey, don't forget to get your annual prostate"? No, no, prostate. We, never, we never have that those conversations. Or right? get your colonoscopy. When did the last time you had a colonoscopy? Like, do men, men should say that to other men? 
yeah, you're right, but it it just seems like weird. Like I'm not this guy's mother. Why? Why am I telling him to do that? You know. Now my friends, you know, they'll they in the group text that we have, they'll be like, "Wow, dude, you're looking good. I'm glad you're healthy," and stuff like that. But that's as far as it goes. Oh, yo, you look you're looking healthy these days. I'm so happy that you're worrying about your health and stuff. That's as far as it goes. We never go, got your prostate check lately? Uh, hey, how about your hemorrhoids? Or, <laughs> I, mean, I don't know. See, see, women, we get all into it, Harry. We ask about how's menopause going and how's your sex life and what do you, what new creams and gels are you using? And <laughs> it's like that, Harry. <laughs> that would be too... See, <laughs> like, like oh i've been noticing i'm a little dry when i start to ooh, you know like, oh <laughs> <laughs> <Whoa>, bro <laughs> so what do you use well i use this that and the other thing i this is i like this this feels good this that and the other thing i'd be like there's a commercial on that look look it up <laughs> <laughs> but that's how women women relationships are like that harry I wish men relationships were like that. I think gay men understand that a little bit, a little bit more, a little bit better. You know, heteros uh, heterosexual men not so much. I don't know. Yeah, I, I would. You know, I I I wonder if it is some if it's a different. Um, it has I, I, no. I, it doesn't have to be. Why why are, would gay men be more sharing? I, I don't know. I think because they they touch into their feminine side way more than heterosexual men, and do you know what I mean? Like they 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 uh, they embrace that part of themselves in ways so, that heterosexual men don't. So they don't see the emotions as a weakness. No, that's you're right. That's probably it right there. So yeah, yeah. I mean, because even when I talk to Andrew, there there are things that you know that. It's a bridge too far, <laughs> you know. When he he'll just he'll and Andrew will just stop me. He'll just say, "Oh, I can't." I'm not. And there's a couple of times I was like, press some things, and he's like, "Oh, no, 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 no." And because I love him, he's my friend. I just back up, and then I find another way. And it might take months to come back to it. Just like, hey, you know, you know what's interesting? Like, if Karen, like, I could talk to my wife about everything, right? But if she brings up a subject that I'm not comfortable with, I literally will let her talk about whatever she's talking about. And I won't comment on anything. And then three weeks later or a month later is when I'll have my opinion on what she said. Oh, okay. And I'll be like, you remember when you said? <laughs> and she's like, uh, yeah, go ahead. <laughs> but she knows me already. She knows that. Okay, it took him all this time to process that because he wasn't comfortable at that moment. So I mean, yeah, we're we're different creatures. We are. We are, Harry. We I'm are. Definitely not healthy. <laughs> why men die faster. <laughs> we're holding too much in. That's true. And this is why men get girlfriends. If you get a good girlfriend that that will round out, you know, that will ease some of that loneliness, 
that will ease some of that, you know, companionship stuff, you know, I mean, and, and intimacy, right? Like sexual intimacy. So that kind of rounds, rounds a person out. Women, we, we don't, we, you know, it's all one big thing for us. It's all of it. It's not just, we don't parcel it out. It's all right. You know, intimacy is right out the gate. We talk to each other. We see each other. We talk about our sex lives easily, easily. So, you know. Yeah. You know, I, I used to, <laughs> I used to tell Karen when she used to go out with her friends, please don't talk about me tonight. I used to say, none of their business because i you know i grew up around my mother my store uh, my um, aunts and my sister and i know what women do when they get together and talk they talk about everything so i would be like um can you not talk about me today <laughs> and of course she'd be like talk about you of course she's gonna go and talk about everything yeah. and it's like man you know but men don't really get together and talk about their serious relationships right you don't go oh i really love my wife and you know we had this intimate night or you know we connected the other night on this subject or something we don't do that right but they'll get together and they'll talk about their conquering a woman you know <laughs> <It's> like... <laughs> yes as a woman who has been conquered a time or two yes <laughs> <laughs> and, and, you know, for me, my, my friends know, I go, I'm married. I got no opinion on this. I'm married. I, I got no opinion on what the filth you're about to tell me. <laughs> <laughs> married. <laughs> well, you know, you can always shift this. You can always shift the subject, Harry, and get into a deeper conversation. You know, the, the problem also is, is that all of my friends grew up with my wife. Okay. So, so they wouldn't want to hear anything about their little sister, their relationship, my relationship with, they all see her as their little sister. <laughs> okay. That could be, that could be, that could be problematic. Yeah. I, I, I could understand how that could be uh, problematic. I really do. You know, um, but men need to men need to have men friendships. You know, they really should. Yeah, and, but uh, yeah, it is different though. Like for us, we're okay not talking to each other for a month and then sending out a text. Hey, yo, what? You know, we're okay with, with that. You know, we we used to try to get together in the summers for barbecues and stuff like that in New York, but everybody moved to Florida. You know, it's only me and another guy who's who's lives in New Jersey now, I think. So it's it's like we only communicate on text now, group text. Because y'all are far apart, right? Yeah. But you know, you could you could host a Zoom, Harry, and catch up so you could actually see each other. So we did we started doing that during COVID. Okay. And then it's sort of fallen off or yeah, it fell off. It's like I think we were, we started doing it because we were kind of worried about each other during COVID. Yeah. But it was like that face-to-face -face, say, you know, how you doing and everything. But after the COVID frenzy died, 
those those calls. Well, you know, you could resurrect it. You do it once a month. Once a month is nice. You could catch up once a month. You have to do it every day. Once a month, you all check in so you can see each other. You know, hey, how's it going? And all it takes is you, Harry, sending out the Zoom link. So you're listening to Love as Love Talk on WNHHLP 103.5 FM, your home for community radio. That's Babs, and I'm the elderly <laughs> thing in Harry Droz. Uh, are we taking a break? We're taking a break. Yeah, we're about to take a break. All right, we'll be so back. You ain't gonna read or anything? No. That's, oh, the awareness month is over, so unless somebody sends me something else. It's right. Black History Month. <laughs> Fight the power. <laughs> All right, so we'll be right back. You're listening to Love Bass Love Talk. <laughs> father did not register to vote until 1966. He never took part in a demonstration or sat in at a lunch counter. He was not a freedom rider or a marcher. But men like him and women like my mama, they're the reasons why we had the civil rights movement. They taught us who we were and how to survive and how to carry on. Shortly before he died, my daddy told me that all his life after I was born, when he dared to dream his dreams of a better day, it was never him marching on the freedom land. Oh, 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 oh,
must be the children of the Israelite. Oh, 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 oh,
to the second hour of Love Babs Love Talk. It is Black History Month and Harry is spinning all the good black history music. <laughs> good morning, Anru. It's so good to see you. Good morning, Babs. Happy Thursday. Music. Yeah, you know, gotta play a little soul music. During, if you don't play it now, when are you gonna play it? <laughs> right. right. How are you? I'm good. <laughs> I'm good. You know, the the complexity, right, of life just keeps unfolding, right? Um, so fundamentally, all is good. And suffering is still rampant, right? Oppression is still rampant. Um, the need for Black History Month, right, is still needed, right? It's not just understood as history. There's a need to elevate it because it's not just folded in, right? Um, I remember listening to, it was someone talking actually about um, Harvey Milk and, you know, a prominent leader in the LGBTQ rights movements. And this person was like, you know, someday, what does success mean when like they see a statue of this person and they're just like, I have no idea who that is, not because it's like ignored, but because it's so integrated into culture and society. Right? Um, so, you know, listening to that music, right? Oh, it's not like this long ago relevant music. Yeah, remember when, right? These are all the things that are relevant here and today as we continue to try to be free. Yeah. In all the ways, right? In the ways that are intersected with being of African heritage people. So with that, we will of course begin with your favorite thing. My favorite thing, get me centered. <laughs> you know, and it's, and it's, as it's always relevant, it is also particularly relevant, right? As we reach to connect with our ancestors, to feel their love and support for us, to tell them we are thankful to them for what they have left for us today 
and those things that they have left for us. We are using them. Right? We are using our creativity. We are using our uh, intelligence, our consciousness, our health and well-being, our ability to care for others and ourselves, our abilities to um, wonder, our abilities to sing and to dance and to celebrate and to live and to love right? these things that they've left for us. So that's, that's the chant we'll be doing again this morning. First, um, a little bit different. First, I'm going to call to them, right? This is like to get their attention. We do a little thing. So I'm going to do that first. Um, hey, hey, ba, ba, oh, ba, ba, oh. Hey, hey, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, oh. Hey, hey. Egun o egun o hey hey ba 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 o hey hey ye ye o ye ye o hey hey egun o egun o ba 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 tofu ashe o ba 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 tofu ashe ba 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 tofu ashe o Ba 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 tofu ashe ashe tefu an lan loyu ba 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 tofu ashe ba ye ye tofu ashe yo ba ye ye tofu ashe ba ye ye tofu ashe yo ba ye ye tofu ashe ashe tefu an lan loyu ba ye ye Tofu washe. Bai gungung tofu washe yo. Bai gungung tofu washe. Bye, goon, goon, tofu, ashe. 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 So. Just what I needed. <laughs> mm, yeah. Just what I needed. Yeah. Just what I needed. What, so what, what's, what's, tell me about that need right now. I, you know, I've been in this sort of, I was, I was in this fog for a couple of weeks and then last night it just, it, this morning just lifted. And so this just sort of reinforces that lifted feeling of I've come from under it. Hmm. So, hmm. so it just seems so timely and divine that I would have you here this morning hmm. on top of just uh coming mm. up on from under uh a fog <laughs> mm, yeah yeah and this thing of my, about, of my own making but still you know yeah much there's there's plenty of fog created outside of us and right there's a lot that gets generated and reinforced and redistributed by ourselves and from ourselves as well mm -hmm. um, so i'm glad it's lifting Lifted. Yes. And this piece around our ancestors, right? This is a, like it becomes a, a, a support of the ground, right? Of the of the grounding 
right? So that even, even as that fog is lifting, it's like, it's not just like, oh, I'm floating. It's like, oh, I'm actually on, <laughs> on some kind of earth. I'm here on the earth, actually. I'm not just yeah. lost in a fog, feeling yeah. like I'm not made of anything. So it's nice. So so it just feels natural and appointed. Mm. You know. Yeah. I'm really struck by I mean and again the music, right? All this music that was played around the centering at certain times of like popular music really being around, right? anti-war about standing up for revolution for change right it's coming right and so there's a presence and how can we be present knowing like so change is actually the natural order of things and then we have to do things that it moves in a way that's relevant for us right and so systems of oppression change all the time to adapt to maintain power and to maintain structures and systems both explicitly as well as like it gets internalized by folks and so to live differently for ourselves and with those we love and our broader communities we also have to change and adapt connected right to our personhood right? connected to what love is connected to seeing ourselves and each other and valuing that and to continue to be creative with right the gifts of who we are right that come from the wonders of life as well as as in this chant right from our we're picking that up from what our ancestors have have left for us um, and not just like the cultural ancestors who we want to be inspired by and continue their work right and their movement and their vision but also by our people right our blood and bones who love and and care for us and have specific relationship with us and that we we with them in terms of who we are and what are our gifts right it's not for me to be like you or to be like that person it's oh what is the really this fullness of what is my voice what is my song what is my dance what is my care what is my love what is my way of being um, and i think that's a that takes courage and connection right but we can there are places and people and movements to to lean into for that we're not alone in that but it's different today in the beginning of 2023 than other times right some things are better some things are the same some things are harder but regardless of the judgment of like of that this is where we are so can we pick each other up support each other lean on each other find our way to continue to live and to unfold what this life really is also. Yeah. Hmm. That's a mighty word for the beginning of the year. <laughs> just, you know, just, just a, just a riff off of that. But this other piece that's striking is, is the, and this is also this piece around healing um, and not just healing for the sake of healing, but ways that we are embodied. Right. And so, these things from our ancestors we we they embody us we are embodied by them right they move through us blessings but also trauma and hardship and um distortions and dysfunction um and brilliance like all those things get in our in our bodies and 
and they and it gets played out in relationships it gets played out in relationship with ourselves with each other systems seeing us not seeing us the the both the ways that the this horrific recent murder has occurred and its place in a legacy of dehumanization of bodies right um, continues and so in these systems and that there are systems in place you know that allow for this individuals may be held responsible or not to one way or the other but you know the systems still move on and unless and until we right move and adjust and change and transform and undo and build new things that are more relevant again for us right because things are changing so how do we build the things that are relevant for our bodies our spirits our minds our hearts our lives I like it. <laughs> that's a good way to, but that's a, that's a, that's a wonderful thing to think about now uh, because we're in Black History Month, because we're close to Valentine's Day, because uh, it's a new year, that these are the things that we could put on our hearts and minds to, to, to be contemplative about, to always be walking with that and and exploring it and discerning it right like i i that's what i take away from that yeah and to see these aren't also so like for change right for these things to happen so in among among the orisha there's this orisha obatala who is this creator divinity who helped to mold human beings out of clay and he has these two horns of medicine and on the right is the one is called Abba and on the left is called Ashe, which is the same Ashe right, in terms of the word that we use at the end of prayer. So like, let it be so. And so in this horn, Abba on the right is this medicine, like this power, this ability to create like the idea of something, to create the thing that lives in the spiritual realm and the unseen realm, right? We like ideas of things, concepts, right? Whoop, kind of the generation of that. Ashe, just like this term, let it be so, is the, the power to manifest that idea into right, this physical world. And so Batala has both of those things, right? This generate this idea in the spiritual realm and then be able to bring that to fruition. And so that's this piece of you know, insight. And even as a therapist, like insight and contemplating things by itself is a good step is needed but is not enough people can i can be aware of like my dysfunction and my patterns and all day long oh look i did it again mm, yeah, there's that pattern oh i did it again and that's better than not knowing and can we take that so that the next time that pattern wants to show up we can be like oh this is when i would do that pattern can i do something different now that i'm in that moment in a similar way, you know, as 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 someone who's um, been sober for a long time, and you know, so issues around alcohol and drug use, right? The substance doesn't just jump into the body. Right? <laughs> the action required, right? I need to pick up the drink. I need to 
do this drug, right? <laughs> and so if I recognize right, the consciousness of this is impairing my health and I want to change that, I need to have that awareness. Oh yeah, this, this is the thing. I want to not do that. So that in the moment when I would normally pick up, I can make a different choice. Not necessarily immediate, but like, oh, this is the moment. Oh, it's not a theory. It's not an idea. It's the like, it's in my hand. Can I, do I have the support, right? Internally, externally to not do this thing, to do it differently. So just like in these notions of, of change and love and care for ourselves and each other, in these moments, can we then choose differently? Right? Can we choose and be courageous around really seeing ourselves and loving ourselves, seeing and loving someone like us, seeing and loving someone not like us? You know, all this is around being safe, but we have this notion and fear right, around these others, the ones who are not like us. And, and so our notions of freedom become, well, this is freedom for like, who's in the little circle of my people? And can we start to expand, right? Get creative, intersectional around what liberation, what freedom really is. And so we then have to make choices. We have to have this change in consciousness to, to understand there are like systems at play that we've internalized, that are externalized on us um, and that we perpetuate. And so in those moments, can we choose different? Can we understand differently so that we can choose and, and act differently and create new things and undo the things that need to be undone and continue to orient around really what it means to be a person? Like what if our society was really fundamentally about like, well, yes, we want like everyone in this culture to have a fully realized life around like what their purpose <laughs> and meaning is and how they fit into culture and like their wellness and well-being and creativity and exploration and learning. And like that's a, that is not what we got, right? But can we still hold on to that? That's actually what we need and find our way to hold that, right? The concept, the notion of that. And then what are the moments that we can actualize that? And that might be in our simple day-to-day, -day. that might be, you know, policies and practices, it might be in relationship to other people, but can we still hold those values and really see through the ways that we have learned to dehumanize ourselves and others right? for some prize that really ain't there. Wow. That's a good way to frame, to think about how we get to these, when we see these violent things happening, that's a good way to sort of get there and understand. You know, I say to people, you don't have to be white to do the work of white supremacy. <laughs> because we, we're all, we're, we all are a party to it. Like we, it's, it's. We in the soup. Yeah, we <laughs> breathe in the air, drinking the water, we're in the soup. <laughs> so, and uh, and I think this is a this is a lesson to that. I mean, there's been lots of lessons, but this this is so glaring and so so just beautifully packaged 
for that purpose, right? Yeah. Like, like it's horrific beauty, right? <laughs> yes, like it's it's you you can't get a better a better a better. Uh, I mean, because it, it it is calling on all of us to 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 examine, to examine, yeah, and to really think about. Wait a minute, right. how how did they get there? Well, not they, we, right, right. This this right. So as we're brought into a culture, right? Slave trade, the system brought us into this culture, right? And it brought us in with a culture already perpetuating, right? Notions of other and power over and dehumanizing, right? So we brought into that as indigenous people here dehumanized and murdered, right? And so that's a part of it. And so then we, as we're trying to find our way then in a culture, there's all these layers, not just of white supremacy, but of, you know, colonialism, this kind of settler mentality and patriarchy and ableism, right? All of these things are actually folded into it. And so as we try to, the notion of like, oh, how can I be successful in this culture? Like I've been dehumanized and kept out and oppressed. Oh, I want to kind of get in it. And not often a lot of curiosity and questioning about what are we trying to get into yeah right? and is that yes we so we're born in it we don't have a choice we're in it right we're born in the soup and so that part of that consciousness and the the, the things to contemplate what have i eaten what have i consumed that actually helps to perpetuate this dehumanize dehumanizing of myself and those like me and others and what have I consumed to feel that success means having power to dehumanize others, right? And the planet, right? It's not just these people, but dehumanizing or, or uh, dis fundamentally devaluing in terms of relational, right? People, animals, plants, the land, the earth, right? All of these things. Because that's also the, the culture and the viewpoint that we had when we were torn from home and brought over here right we had those notions of that relationship with the divine and the sacred and the land and these beings and people and the culture and the earth itself and we had to we were that was as a system as practices torn from us and you know much has survived but like as understandable institutions of how of who we are and how we define ourselves we're really um, systematically attempted to be eliminated in this in this country. You know, it landed differently in the Caribbean, but in this country. And so this finding our way back, right? Oh, this system doesn't really want me to be a whole person. Uh, how do I find my way? Like Black History Month, right? How do we reach back? And like, we were, we understood that we were people and brilliant and glorious just in who we were. Not about being kings and queens, but like we were just like regular, wonderful people. <laughs> oh, right. Let's keep bringing that back to remind ourselves today that we are brilliant, regular, wonderful people. Mm -hmm. right? Just because. Not because I'm because. Than you, just because. Right? And so that questioning of what am I consuming, literally, right? If the fog is down, you're like, okay, I guess I'm just in it and I'm of the fog, right? And then it lifts, you're like, oh, I don't 
there's stuff over here that's beautiful that I want to be in. Look at the sun and the space and there's some great food over there and there's people who I love who I couldn't see. Let me go be nourished by that. And so there's these choices around like, what are we going to be nourished by, right? We're in the soup, but if we start to find other things to nourish us, then we're just, the soup just becomes like, you know, the ocean that we're in. We're not, can't drink the ocean, can't drink that salt water for nourishment, right? So I'm in the soup. Let me like find something to float on and find something else that might be nourishing so that I'm not just consuming this thing that wants to drown me, right? Or that can drown in. And so that's that, oh, there might be some other ways to live, other ways to relate to myself and to another person. Undoing these internalized notions of white supremacy and colonialism and power over. There's this great story, I don't remember the, the details. Um, you know, some anthropologists were doing some study in, in a culture in, 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 in Africa, and I can't remember the place. Um, and so they were like, well, we want to see like kids and how they deal with like competition. And so they had the little children, they're like, okay, you're going to run a race. And the winner of the race gets this big giant bowl of fruit and all the things, your favorite thing. The kid's like, yay, we're going to get this done. And they, they say, go. And all the kids are like running. And, like, da, da. and like right before they get to the finish line, they all hold hands and cross the finish line together. And they're like, we win! <laughs> <laughs> and then the anthropologist was like, no, you, you did that wrong. You spoke, who's, how do you do the one? And they were like, why would we do that? <laughs> like, why would you do that? Right? And so, like, that, when the first time I heard it, I was like, oh, man, like, we are so far away from that. <laughs> I am so far away from that. Like, I was like, what? I was like, oh, that's beautiful. That never would, that never occurred to me in growing up. Like, oh, yay, I'll slow, we'll all do this together, right? And there's other, there's other examples of that of other indigenous people where like, we're in this together. And not that people don't like compete, but there's also this fundamental, like, we are in this together. Here's this thing, great, let's, Join together and sell, get the big bowl. We all get the bowl. Look at all we get to bear. I'm with my friends and join. Isn't that actually really wonderful? Right? I like that. Yeah. <laughs> we win. We win. Right? And that's part of this. How, so how do we win? How do we transform? How do we get free? Not just my people and my pole on the hill. And now I'm there and you're not what I got. I got my piece of the pie now. It's like, oh, what's, what, if, what if we just, there's just more pie and everyone gets pie. <laughs> Can't everybody have pie if they want it? <laughs> Can we all just be up on the hill and join pie? <laughs> right. But no, the systems are in place. Like, okay, we have this amount of money. It's going to go to, a few of you who can jump through these hoops and demonstrate that you deserve this amount of money. It's very allocation. Right? Let's make sure all the criteria are met. And we're all we're all doing our best, right? This isn't just like critiquing everything, but like we're doing our best. And 
are we really trying to are we really trying to be free right can we really face the pain and the ways that we hurt ourselves and each other right? and say we don't want to do that we want to find another way that doesn't look like love that doesn't look like safety that doesn't look like protection can we can we try that mm. right and and even as i like say this right it's like it's just a, like a, that's a softer heartbreaky vulnerable place right yeah that's, that's really where it is though yeah that's where it is that, the tenderness right where is there tenderness can we can we still value that right is not around in general but can we still say this is actually really important to me i need that and i'm gonna i'm gonna try to find it in me I'm going to try to find it and encourage it in people around me, right? And can we build that? Can we grow that? Can we honor that? Can we be courageous about that? It's easy to, to go and break a thing, right? Yell and scream, I'm going to break a thing. And we're, we, are, we, are, we are encouraged to respond in that way. In this yeah. Way. Yeah. And to also to hold love and wonder and tenderness, uh, that brings us back to being a person, and we're not encouraged you know, in this in this culture that we're in here to do that. So that's why we need right talk about this in the unseen realm again, right? This idea of things we need to be reminded of that. Right? Oh, this is uh, this pain is about how do I free that up? How do I move that discomfort and that pain and that suffering that's in me? And, and, and address it differently so I don't perpetuate it to those and with those who I care about. How can I name it when I see it happening to those I love or even towards me? And can I, am I close to this person? I can say, hey, let's, isn't that's not working. We gotta do this differently. Versus just that reactivity of coming at folks. I, I was out for a walk the other day I passed by this woman at a bus stop and she had a mask on, she was waiting for the bus. And I was just, you know, not close to her, not like, oh, I gotta give her space, just kind of walking by, you know, giving people space just to live. And I looked and she had a knife in her hand, like out, small. I was like, oh, I'm, wasn't directing anything at me, but she's like having this conversation with herself. And I'm just like, I'm just going. <laughs> and I was like, oh had some fear, right? Well, what could have happened if she thought I was a threat or whatever. And then I was also like, here's someone who feels at that level of danger mm -hmm. at a bus stop in a, pl in, in, a, in a place that's like not particularly busy, which may have heightened the danger. I don't know, but was like, right, to be living with that, right? I'm ready, right? And so how, how do we, create and reach out right, to address that, to change that and transform it. But that's not a way to live. That the state of that, to, to, to lead you to live in the world in that way, right? 
and and explicitly like someone actually holding it or someone internally holding it or behaving that way like that's not that unusual right ready to to fight in a, at a moment's notice like, I'm oh ready. yeah 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 and, yeah and and that that wiring is damaging to our system and damaging to our relationship and and pulls us out of a possibility of listening of tenderness of love of growth and wholeness and Mm. It's, a, it's a fight mode all the time we, we can't live in that can't see anything else in that and so this bringing back to oh can i be present can i see what's happening now do i have the support can i find the support can i find my way back can i, can I hear when other people want me back can i find others to support me trying to get back to our personhood. Because mm. there's a system that is not necessarily encouraging that all the time. And so we got to find these other notions and viewpoints around it. It's a mighty word. Mighty word. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. That's something to think about. Yeah. That's something to think. Think about, take those opportunities when they arise. Ooh, this might be the moment. Yes. To do something different. Hmm. Yes. Yes. Thank you, Anru. Thank you, Babs. Always a, a pleasure. It's always a pleasure. I I, I, I feel confirmed. <laughs> I then I have you. done my work. You have done your work. I feel confirmed. I tell people, y'all can listen if you want to, but I'm going to get this healing. <laughs> well, I pray for this continued clarity and release from these clouds for you and for, for anyone listening and for everybody who's just out there. Um, just trying to do better day by day. Yes. Get lifted, people. Thank you. Happy Black History Month. You too. I will see you soon. He'll be back, y'all. Thank, <laughs> Thank you, you Harry. <laughs>